is up everybody it's me your host nick helms and you're listening to the original geek show episode 23 and okay so uh yeah it's been fun couple weeks here um i was going to record this episode last week and uh, i i just started a new job if you listen to last episode i just started new job being a trainer at my job at my place of employment and I'm trying to find a new time to start recording because usually I record Monday through Friday between 8 and 5. Um, but now I'm teaching a class then. But uh, technically today is Tuesday, the uh, March the 15th, and it is during those times. But my class is uh, off in the, somewhere else, so I'm able to record right now. But uh, last week I was too busy training myself to be a trainer and learning a bunch of stuff. So therefore I... Uh, didn't have time to record really and then i was going to record over the weekend and i kind of forgot so <laughs> here we are today tuesday march the 15th and this is when the episode will come out and i don't know when you will listen to it but here we are and uh said this is episode 23 and we got a couple of things we're going to be getting into the boys i'm um, talking about the boys diabolical the new animated show that's on amazon that's uh, set in the boys universe and then we have a couple of first impressions, a, a podcast, um, first impression, and then a show, and then uh, just some other some other news. And uh, I'm not going to hit any of the news that dropped this week because I'm going to save that for the next episode, which I may be able to record sometime this week as well, uh, like Friday. Maybe I'll record another episode Friday. Who knows? We'll see. Um, I hope that you guys uh, checked out the new the new show that uh, started on NH Media yesterday, Common Sense, uh, which is uh, hosted by Nathan uh, and Drew, where they talk about uh, different things like uh, Super Sentai and uh, Godzilla, um, Common Rider stuff, stuff like that, uh, uh, Toku stuff. So check that out. Of course, cryptozoology. Then we have the session zero of the D and D show that we have uh, came out uh, recently. And then the they're playing their first actual game session in game session on Friday the 18th. So we'll be have a new that first session will be dropping really soon. So. Um, not for sure if that's going to drop this weekend um, or not, or what 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 the deal. Well, that may drop it Monday. I don't know. Ooh, sorry about that. I apologize. Apparently, I'm tired. But uh, yeah, so check that out. We got we got like four, and then they're going to have another show of the D and D show, like where they talk about what stuff happened, kind of like you know how they have Walking Dead, and then they did Talking Dead, where they talked about the stuff that happened on the episode. That's what they're going to do. So we got like five podcasts going on. I gotta get, I uh, got the first script for the ripoffs finished. Our first audio comedy that we're gonna be doing, audio drama, whatever you wanna call it. So I gotta get the the casting on that going, but the first script's done, and so that's gonna be six episodes, and yeah. So the, the, yeah, a lot of stuff coming from NH Media, and this is the second time that I've said this because the audio dropped uh, all ago, and so I had to just re-record, starting from uh, the uh, talking about doing the casting on this. So, anyways, so um, but let's get into the episode first. I wanted to talk about how WWE 2K22 just came out, and it um. So that just came out, and I got the game, and uh, I'm really excited to talk about it, honestly, too, because um, I'm it's a really good game. And uh, so they the WWE games they took a they took a year off because the poor reception of previous games in 2020 being really bad, 
And so um, they they took a year off and decided to work longer on the next game, which was 2022. And thank goodness they did because the game turned out really well. And I've been really excited with it. It's got a roster that 25% of the people don't work in WWE anymore because they made like 80 roster cuts last year. But the people are still in the game. So it's really interesting on that note because a lot of those people are with AEW, which is their main competitor, I guess. And um, which is a better product, BT dubs. And uh, yeah, so that's that that's a little weird. But uh, the game itself is fun. A lot of good, great matches. A lot of good people, and I um, a lot of different cool modes. They have like a new my faction mode. Um, I haven't tried that out one yet. Uh, they got a my universe, which is basically like my rise, or or maybe it's called my rise, and it used to be called my universe, where you create a superstar and like it's basically their story mode. I just now started that last night. So, um, I haven't got fully into that yet, so I can't really speak on that. Um, but th- that that seems like it's going to be pretty cool. The showcase mode, uh, Rey Mysterio is the cover, the cover athlete of WWE 2K22. The showcase mode, you just play through uh, a bunch of highlights of Rey Mysterio's career. Um, so that's pretty cool because it even goes back to the WCW days whenever he, and then uh, him fighting Eddie Guerrero there. So, and uh, that, that's that been fun. Um, I've been trying to do that little by little. I've been trying to 100% each match and do everything, every objective, the optional objectives, so that way I can uh, unlock everything. And uh, so that, that's been a fun, fun thing to do. And then, let's see, uh, the other mode that they just brought back, which hasn't been in a game since like 2003, I think. Uh, was my GM mode, and so you get to be the make a general manager, and you can use um, the general managers that they have um, provided for you, um, and, or you can create a general manager. Um, I created a general manager. I created my wife as a general manager, and then uh, I played through a season, uh, which I just finished yesterday, and that was really fun. Um, I, I do have gripes with the general managers section because the draft pool only lets you use so many different, like a random assortment of wrestlers, but there's only like a certain number. I mean, you don't get to choose from every wrestler on the game. So that was a little weird. Uh, the matches that you can do, there's only like a few, a few different ones. A few different ones, a few different matches. I think my audio cut out again. And let's see, a few different matches that you can do as a general manager. You can't book like all kinds of different matches. You can book like regular matches and uh, tables, Hell in a Cell, tables, ladders, and chairs. I think an Extreme Rules. That's the only matches, but there's like 30 different matches in the main game. So it's kind of weird that you can't book the other matches. You can't even book a ladder match. That's that's really strange. Um, and then you can, there's only two titles, just the men's and the women's title. There's no, like, tag team, but then they want you to make tag team matches, but then they don't have the tag team titles, so that's well, very confusing. Um, it would have been nice to ha- include all the titles, or at least, you know, like, you know, the main ones <laughs> or something, or at least a tag team one. I don't know. That's. I just think they could have... Uh, done a little bit, but it's still a cool mode. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think overall in the game, I'm going to give the game an 8 out of 10. Um, because the game, I mean, I think they have some things they need to improve on, of course, but they've they done a really great job of definitely improving on the previous games that have came out recently. And uh, and so a lot of content. And so I'm, I'm really excited about it. I'm re- really excited to still play some gonna do this my rise mode maybe i'll let you guys know about it more later on in the future and um yeah so uh that uh, another thing about wwe 2k 22 since we're on the subject we can talk a little bit of news about it they just announced the dlc all the dlc um if you have the season pass you can get that um just and they have so many they have five different packs of wrestlers that they're going to be doing and each of the packs got five wrestlers, I believe. So I think it was like 25 new wrestlers or something like that. 
around that time uh coming which was already like 100 like 150 wrestlers so <laughs> depending on what, what version of the game you get um anyway some of the um notable names on here uh mgk machine gun kelly's gonna be in the game uh, if you care about that he helped do the soundtrack so that's why he's in the game uh logan paul is gonna be in there um ronda rousey uh, cactus jack umaga vader he's going to the hall of fame this year by the way stacy keebler uh the hurricane mr t rick boogs la knight and uh rvd or just those were just some of the names a notable name so if you're um into uh wrestling then the, the, some of those names may stick out to you and um you could be excited about those are just some of the names like i think i just named like i only know 12 so i think i only named like half of the people you can look up the full list those are joints that just stuck out to me that i'd mention even though i don't care to play uh, some of them i just thought i'd mention those i think those were the most notable names on there um but yeah so, and that, I think the DLC is going to start coming out in April, and then uh, every few weeks there'll be another one, I think. So, yeah. Not for sure if they'll end up releasing more, but uh, that, that means a good a good amount, I think. Um, not for sure why Bad Bunny didn't get in there, but uh, that's just me, um, since uh, he, he has done a lot of... WWE stuff lately in the past couple years, and so it's just weird that they put in Logan Paul over him, but whatever. And let's see. Let's move on, though. The Boys Diabolical. It's an animated series on Amazon. Like I said, it is an anthology series. It's eight episodes. It's an anthology series. Each one of them is different and the way that they're done and each one of them has a different story that's not connected to anything and so you get to see these characters that are in the boys universe like in the comics and stuff that we don't get to see in the show and then uh, there is some episodes that do have characters that we've seen but uh mostly that you you get unseen characters so that that's pretty cool and people are each of them different creators making the shows each episode as i said um, they're not real, and you don't really have to watch it to watch. If you don't want into animated stuff, you don't have to watch it to know what happens in uh, season three of the boys. And then, um, but it kind of reminds me of that Star Wars Visions show that came on Disney Plus um, that I talked about. And my first first impression, the first thing that I did back. The very beginning of this podcast is whenever I was doing first impressions separate from the show until I put them into the show. Um, it was did, I did the Star Wars Visions one, and so it kind of reminded me of that. Just basically everybody doing their own take. Uh, there was, of course, like any anthology series, some of them that I really enjoyed, and then some of them that I could have done without. Like there was one about a person that gets a power where they can control poo and make poo alive, poop. You know, poo, poop, poop, crap, you know, that. And they couldn't control that. It was weird. It's basically what it was. It was just weird. It was strange. Um, I think Aquafina made that. Like, I mean, uh, I could have done without it, though. could have done without it. And then the, I don't know what other ones, um, but that, that was just the one that really stuck out. That I was like, I'm going to mention on the show. This one could have been a pass, and I've been all right. Um, there was one episode that had like the boys in them in it and it also had the seven and the seven um the boy uh Huey was looked like what he looks like in the comics and was voiced by Simon Pegg, um, which was really cool because Simon Pegg was who the uh Garth Ennis uh did the, the they did they designed Huey based on was Simon Pegg. And, like, the, I think they were going to try to do a boy's stuff back then, and they never got off the ground, and now he was just too old enough to play Huey, so that's why he didn't get cast as Huey in the show. But it was cool that he got to voice him, so. Um, and then a lot of people that are in the show, that are in Diabolical, if their character, besides Huey, um, if their character, whoever the voice is, who the person that voices them is the same person that uh plays them like anthony Starr voices homelander and um carl Ur carl urban voices uh billy butcher 
So that was really cool that they used the same people. And then that goes for everybody except for Huey, of course. Um, and let's see. that, that That's it um, that I can think of. And I, I don't really, I didn't look up the, you know, the review, the roost, the, what's it called? Rotten Tomato score because this is not a first impression, so I don't care about what other people say about it. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I think um, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. I really enjoyed the boys' diabolical. Now, it's not needed for you to... It's not needed for you to, as I said, to watch season 3. But I think it's really cool, and I think that you would enjoy it and get some stuff out of the comics by watching it. And so, I mean, I, I really like animated stuff, so that's just me. But... I think that you should give it a try if you haven't already. So, But it, it isn't required viewing for Season 3, of which we did just get the trailer for as also. But yeah, so we got the Season 3 trailer for The Boys over the weekend, and I really was going to just save this for the next episode, but we're already talking boys stuff, so it just seems like it should just go together, don't you think? Um, so in the trailer, if you haven't watched it already, we get to see some uh, peaceful protesters squaring off against the police and it's unclear exactly what they're protesting for um but that's really a point because a moment later the a train comes speeding in and he tick uh attempts to break up the conflict by offering the cops a can of turbo rush which is an energy drink with his face on it and it it's a really bad commercial apparently so they were filming a commercial um and this is really much a, like a parody of a commercial back in 2007 that um kendall jenner did uh for pepsi um so that that's kind of a parody of that so trying to figure out um if she got some backlash like that from that in real life so wondering if a train's going to get the same um but then we get to we also got to see soldier boy uh who is played not soldier boy soldier boy who is played by jensen ackles and so that that's really cool that we're going to um, see that. In the comics, he's a minor antagonist. And the original Soldier Boy fought for America in World War II. But in the present, he gets replaced with a new hero while the public is told it's the same guy. Um, so, like a Captain America kind of analog. So, uh, I don't know um, what how that'll do. But uh, apparently... Um, you know, in Boys Season 2, it's revealed that this version of Soldier Boy also fought in World War II. So it's it could say that it's the same person. It could be the same person. I don't know. Or if it's not the same person. I guess we'll figure it out. Um, we also, the trailer also reveals that uh, Billy Butcher is going to get superpowers. Uh, so I'm guessing he's going to inject himself with Compound V. So we'll, we'll see what that happens. Um, that's actually similar to comics because in the the in the comic books, the boys team gets injected with compound V so they can take on the superheroes. Um, so not for sure if anyone else is uh, going to get comic or get, uh, powers in the show or not. Um, another thing about a train is that he's wearing a different costume as well. Um, it's sometimes, and then sometimes he's wearing the same one. So I'm not for sure, um, what's happening there. Um, and so, that, but yeah, there are a lot of stuff going on in the trailer, but those are the, the high points of the season three trailer. You can check that out on YouTube now. So uh, go go check that out. Um, since we were in the boys type thing, I've never read the boys comics. So I decided that I was going to read the um, first on omnibus of the boys. Um, so I did. I, I checked that out. Um, as I said, it's uh, created by Garth Ennis. And so I checked that out first. Uh, omnibus, I think it has like I don't know, twelve issues, sixteen issues, something like that. I can't really remember. Um, so we get um, it kind of some kind of close to the show in some regards. Some regards, it's not like I said the the boys have powers in the in the show or in the comic, but not in the show. Um, also in the comic, I mean the comics. Um, Huey's girlfriend still gets, or about to be fiance, gets killed uh, by A Train, but it's A Train fighting someone else, uh, and so um, that that it's not just uh, but it, the same thing happens where Huey's just holding on to the girl's arms, and uh, then she just gets 
ran through and he's still holding on to arms. So that kind of still happens the same. Um, there's not too... That, okay, well, here's the difference between the comics and the show. Is the show's much better. <laughs> so the comics was kind of hard to read at sometimes. Um, I had to, like, power through through some of it. It's not that it was bad. It's just, like, I don't know. Just not as interesting, maybe, to me. I mean, I don't know really what to think of it. Um, like, just the show does a better job of telling this type of story than the comic does. So the comic, like, the storyline's great and everything, and the beginning's much better. But then it's, like, so far, I'm going to read through all of them. But so far, it's just, like, eh, okay, it's all right, I guess. You know, it's nothing too too particularly awesome, I guess. I don't know. I just don't think they take full advantage of what they could do storyline-wise. The, the storylines just go in a different way in some regards, and just it's just not as interesting to me. And as the show, um, so I'd be interested. I, I know that at least one other person has watched um, that I know likes the show but doesn't like the books. So I'd be interested if you guys have read any of the comics, if you like it more than a show, or what your feelings are on that. So if you if you have, or let me know. Uh, you can if you have Comicsology Unlimited, you can read the entire first omnibus on there for free. So, just FYI, if you want to check it out, see what I'm talking about. Um, let's see, that that's really much all about the boys that I can think of, that I want to talk about. But let's get into some other trailers. I watched the trailer for DMZ, which is a new, uh, I think it was a, uh, I don't know if it was DC or Vertigo, or if it, it was even one of those. Um, but it's a new show that's coming to a limited series that's coming to HBO Max. Uh, apparently it's a just a four- episode four-part limited series um with uh man what's that lady's name just totally blanking on here but uh i'll figure that out in just a minute that's uh, uh, rosario dawson okay there we go all right good uh, i knew it was eventually gonna come to my head anyhow uh rosario dawson's in it um so apparently uh so i had to read i haven't read the comics before so i just started reading the comics so i'm only like a few issues in that into the comic because I want to talk about the show when the show comes out and kind of hear the thing. Um, but the the so the comic I guess it's the 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 free states or something like that have um, withdrawn from the United States or something, and so and then the United States is still a thing. But apparently there was like a war or been a war or is a war. There was a war between these free states, um, which is some parts of like New Jersey and other parts of New York, um, and then the other like uh, parts of New York, like Queens and stuff like that, on the other side of the river, uh, sea or ocean or whatever it is, um, are part of the United States. But then Manhattan is like this neutral type ground war zone thing, where. Um, I, I don't really know what's going on there, but uh, it's like a it's like a neutral, not really neutral, because they they fight on there. So I'm I'm really getting into it. But basically, this is a post-apocalyptic, another post-apocalyptic story. So um, if you're into that, and if you're tired of that niche, you're the, probably not going to be interested in it. Uh, but anyways, yeah. So. That, that that's how that goes um but the trailer looked really awesome um i'm really excited to see what's going to happen in the show i'm going to check it out i love everything with rosario dawson so i, I really that, that seems exciting to me so if you've not seen the trailer for dmz check it out another trailer that i watched was for the bubble which is a netflix film made by jude apatow jude apatow um who made like you know knocked up and all that stuff um 40 year old virgin uh, anyway, The Bubble is Netflix on April the 1st, I believe it comes out, and it um, it really, it is a movie about um, COVID, and <laughs> that's really what it is. It's about the pandemic and still trying to make a movie in the pandemic and being in this bubble of, you know, the bubble that they have to be in where they don't let anybody in and out to so they can film this movie, COVID part of covid protocols i I, honestly i'm 
as much as I really want to watch this film because it's Judd Apatow, I really probably not going to watch it because I don't really want to watch a COVID movie. That just seems, I don't know, just, I don't know if I'm there yet to watch a COVID movie. I may watch it one day, but I don't think I'm going to watch it um, when it comes out. We'll see, though. I say that, and then I probably will. Um, I also, you know what movie I didn't, am going to watch the hopefully the day it comes out or whenever I can stream it, is The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. It is a movie starring Nick Cage where he is basically like a, uh, like a version of himself. And then there's a lot of other actors who are playing versions of themselves. And there's actors playing versions of them, playing different characters who are not, not versions of themselves, just like fake characters. Uh, like Pedro Pascal is in the movie. And basically... Nick Cage gets paid to go do this party for this rich person who apparently is a huge Nick Cage fan. Anyway, this guy is also like basically like let's just call him a mafia boss. That's like a good way to put it. Anyway, so Nick Cage befriends this mafia boss and then the CIA or FBI wanted to um ask Nick Cage to basically take help him help them take down the the criminal on overlord guy who's their their friend so who's his friend so um it's really good um some people really like nick cage there's some nick cage movies i really like i mean it's whatever to me you know um if it's a good movie i'll watch them but it's not like i'm die hard for nick cage um but i'm not really totally against them either so but this trailer looks so amazing and so hilarious and i i did not assume that I'd really enjoy it, but the trailer just looks great. It's hilarious. It's funny. It looks action packed. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to see it. I cannot wait to see it. So definitely check out that trailer. But the the top trailer out of all these trailers though that I've watched has to be finally the trailer for Obi One finally dropped. We finally get to see this um, trailer for I think it's like six or eight episodes of Obi One. Uh, which is set in the Star Wars universe, where Obi Wan is on. It's set in between episodes three and four, when t- um, Obi Wan, before he becomes an old man, when he's just an older man, um, on Tatooine and looking after from the distance Luke like a creeper. And uh, so then the um, third Force sister come Inquisitor uh, Inquisitors come which are the Jedi hunting people um, from Darth Vader that Darth Vader employs to hunt after Jedis come looking and then there's just all this blah 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 stuff and stuff gets crazy and they do the Star Wars thing and so I can't wait for that um, can't wait for um, Hayden Christensen to come back as Darth is coming back um, and he's gonna be Darth Vader in the Obi-Wan show um, so excited about that. Don't know if Hayden Christensen is just going to be in like type of flashbacks or if he's doing the voice of Darth Vader or if James Earl Jones is going to come back and do the voice of Darth Vader. Because at the end of episode three, after Anakin becomes Darth Vader, James Earl Jones did the voice of Darth Vader. So I don't, I don't know what they'll do. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, that's going to be exciting, though. I'm really excited about that. That comes out May the 25th, um, I believe, and which is uh, 40 years from the day, I think. Yeah, what was 70, yeah, 40, 50, something like that from the years. Um, that um, 45, something like that, from whenever um, New Hope came out, um, the first appearance of Obi-Wan. So. Yep, but that that's all the trailers that we really have gotten. Um, um, a trailer did just come out today. I'm not going to talk about it and wait till the next episode. Um, but I, I want to talk about it, but I can't, I'm not going to, I'm going to wait, going to wait, going to wait. Uh, let's get into some news though. Uh, fans of young justice. I'm a huge fan of young justice. The second part of season four is coming back starting on March 31st. Um, we're going to finally catch up with Calderon who was Aqualad and i'm going to see what um he's been doing so i've really enjoyed this uh season four of young justice young justice is one of my favorite animated series of all time so i'm really excited about that so if you are too then it's returning to hbo max on march 31st so you can get some of my info about that when it comes out um 
still sitting on the um, DC front. We, that's where we're going to be sitting at for a little bit, guys. We've got lots of DC-type news today. And uh, so be prepared for the DC news. Um, Gotham Knights, the video game. Not to be confused with Gotham Knights, the web series that um, I was the creator of. Um, Gotham Knights, the video game, is finally got a release date. It is coming October the 25th. You'll be able to play as Tim Drake, Robin, Batgirl, Nightwing, or Red Hood. You'll be able to swap between those four characters, fighting the Court of Owls. So, um, because uh, Batman is dead. So, very familiar storyline. And so, yes. So, check it out. October 25th. I'm really excited about it. And so, it's made by Warner Brothers Montreal, who made uh, the Arkham Origins game. So, I'm really excited about Really excited about it. So, um, make sure you get your pre-orders in uh, whenever those go live. Um, speaking of Gotham Knights, there's also a Gotham Knights show being developed, and they, which, um, yeah, they are doing casting for now, and there's been rumors of casting being done for Carrie Kelly, who was the Robin and Batman, uh, Dark Knight Returns book, and uh, also animated movie and then casting for Dula Dent who uh, or also known as Joker's daughter but not really Joker's daughter um, but it's basically a, a character who's obsessed with super villains and so it seems that they're going to be part of the show um, but we shall wait and see um, but the big one on DC front is that DC just recently just came out this past week and said that they are be moving a lot of their films back um, they push back a lot of films, um, and they push back um, two of the big films that they had coming out this year, and pushed them back to next year, such as uh, Aquaman two, which was slated to come out December twenty second. It's now been pushed back to March seventeenth of twenty twenty three, and then the Flash movie, which this is the fifth time the Flash movie has been delayed, um, got pushed back from November the twenty third to June the twenty third of twenty twenty three. Um, so, yeah. And then a big bummer on my behalf, uh, Black Adam got pushed back from July to October 21st. So that's not too bad. Still coming out this year. Just three months. Oh, they're all like three months, but still. Um, except for Flash got pushed back like seven months. That's a lot. Um, uh, League of Super Pets got pushed back from May to July 29th. Um, the animated series about all the pets of the superheroes, uh, which also has Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, doing the voice of Crypto. Kevin Hart's the voice of Ace the Bat Hound, and other people are doing voices. Um, but then they um, also pushed back like Meg 2. I don't know the date on that. The Wonka movie um, to, from March 27th to December 15th. I think of last year, next year, 2023. Um, but but one thing that they, which is not a DC movie, uh, either of those two, um, but still part of Warner Bros. Shazam 2, though. Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods, did not get pushed back. Instead, it got pushed forward from, um, I think it was mid-2023 is when it was going to come out. It's now coming out December 16th of 2022. So it actually got pushed up six months to where it was coming out this year. Um, and now coming uh, now coming out this year instead of next year. So that's, that's pretty cool. And so I'm really excited about that. And uh, um, yeah, so I'm really, really, really excited about that. All right, but the little last bit of DC news um, is that um, the Penguin spinoff from the Batman movie, which is going to be on HBO Max, did get a full season order. It was originally just they did a pilot, and HBO Max decided to pick up the full season, so that um, show is going to be coming out. And then, let's see here, the Gotham City Police Department show that they were doing for with Commissioner Gordon it they decided that they are going to make that a Arkham show 
So we're going to get an Arkham Asylum-centered show. So they're kind of making that more of a horror-based show. So that's that's going to be cool. So excited about both of those. But that ends your DC news for the day. That was a good chunk of DC news there, I think. Uh, but speaking of shows, I'm really excited about this. Amazon, who personally, I think that they're doing the Lord's work, making some amazing shows out of some great... Uh, and then make it now going to make some amazing video game type shows, are making a show based on God of War. I am super excited about that. I'm a huge God of War fan. I can't wait to see Kratos in live action. I'm not for sure. I feel like that there's been something in the works before from God of War, and then it ended up not happening. It's not like type of like a, most of the video game stuff that they... You know, never have ever come to fruition because the ones that do come to fruition that were made off of bad video games ended up being bad movies. So um, all the amazing video game um, adaptations never never panned out. Um, but now they seem to be doing that. So good things should be ha- are happening in the video game to to adaptation world. So it now that we're getting um, some more. Um, and Amazon Prime is uh, doing some good stuff, so I'm really excited that they're doing God of War, and really interested to see if they're going to be doing the Greek uh, stuff and set in the Greek world, like the original God of War games, or if they're going to be doing it in the Norse world, like they're in the new God of War and God of War Ragnarok, or what they're going to do. So that's going to be interesting. Um, Disney Plus is coming out with a new version of Disney Plus, and this Disney Plus will be cheaper because it will have ads. So if you do not mind ads, you can um, in the future get a um, a Disney Plus with ads and save some money. But uh, I do the bundle with Hulu, um, and I, my Hulu doesn't have ads, and uh, the ESPN Plus that I never use. Um, but uh, I uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say something. I don't I don't care for ads. Um, the only time I like ads is during the Super Bowl. Other than that, I don't I don't care to watch ads with anything that I watch. So I will pay that extra money, not to not to have ads. So um, I am Legend, the movie starring Will Smith, is getting a sequel, apparently, with Will Smith and Michael B. Jordan, both set to be in the movie. Not for sure how it's going to get a sequel, seen as Will Smith died at the end of I Am Legend. Spoiler. I Am Legend. Spoiler, by the way. Um, but, I mean, if you haven't seen I Am Legend, I'm sorry. I mean, it's old enough that it doesn't matter if I throw out some spoilers. At least I'm not talking spoilers on the Batman, mainly because I haven't seen it. But if I did, I wouldn't be talking spoilers right now. I'd at least give you a few weeks. So, and I would tell you ahead of time. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what's going to go on with I am legend, because pretty sure that Will Smith died, but wh- whatever, I guess we will just <laughs> wait and see how that turns out, so I'm interested though, I am really excited about it, so really, I die am legend, I like Will Smith, and I like Michael B. Jordan, so uh, it can't be too r- bad, right? Alright, the little last bit of news here is another comic related news, um, they announced Amazing Spider-Man number 900, the 900th issue of Spider-Man. Um, which is being done by Zeb Wells and Egg Ed McGomez. I can't read my own writing. This is coming out in June, and um, so in this we've already seen some art from it. Um, and Spider-Man is going to fight a an adaptoid adaptoid version of uh, the Sinister Six. So it's like a robot that has all the Sinister Six. Um, powers, so that, that seems to look like it'll be interesting. We'll see how that turns out, though. So, uh, Spider-Man until lately um, has been hit and miss at different times. Really, right now it's on a real a high. Hopefully, it will continue that um, when Spider-Man transitions over to their new numbering really soon. And I guess they're going to do for 900. They're doing the legacy numbering. So, um, but speaking of Spider-Man. Uh, if you've been, if you listened to the show last week, I started this, and I have started to go on the ultimate Marvel adventure. Um, 
I there is 704 issues in the Marvel Ultimate Universe of Comics, and I've decided to read every single one of them. I missed out on the Ultimate Universes. I was not reading comics during that exact period of time. So therefore, I decided that I'm going to go back and read all of those comics, or read some of those comics. And then like, I started looking into it, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to read all of them, So because I'm crazy. So I decided that I was going to keep you guys updated on my journey. So, and I'm going in not release order. I'm going in timeline order. So because I have a, I have a, I have a website that has like all the books listed time chronologically of, of events. So instead of going based on release, because there was one of them that I read that came out two years after the the follow-up, but we'll get there, wait, we'll just wait till we get there, so I start with uh, Ultimate Spider-Man issue number 8 through 13, um, in this arc, we see Spider-Man dealing with, like, the aftermath of, you know, just coming out as Spider-Man, and the whole fight with Green Goblin, and stuff like that, and dealing with the, the fallout at the school where they fought, and what that's doing um, mentally for the kids, and different things, um, and how the public is, and the cops are perceiving Spider-Man is that he's a mutant, but he's not, obviously. And so, just how he's having to deal with all of this, um, and having to juggle his life, um, this dual identity that he has. And so, and which includes, of course, making Mary Jane mad, because he, um, he's having to, like, ditch out on stuff, um, to be, do the Spider-Man thing. Um, in the the main villain of this arc is um, Kingpin. We get introduced to the Ultimate Kingpin, Wilson Fisk, in in this in this um, arc here. And so, who you know, he's a philanthropist. He's a you know businessman. He's very well loved by the community here at the beginning. And so, um, but you know, eventually Spider Man you know knocks him down a few pegs. And so. Um, that that's eventually what happens in there, and so you know Spider-Man's going after uh, Kingpin, and what's really crazy is that um, the first time he goes uh, goes after him and stuff, he gets ends up getting taken out, and uh, he gets knocked out, and they take his mask off, but he's like a kid, and no one knows who he is, and so then they just keep them, they just throw throw him out the window, and then he wakes up as he's falling. Anyway, so then he sneaks back in later on, and issue another issue, and takes. Uh, security footage that way that they can't go back to and try to figure out who he is so that way they they, they can't come to like aunt may's house in the future and kill her or whatever like this you know or something like that um that is uh a good portion of issue eight through twelve it's just the that whole kingpin little run there and then issue 13 is just basically a Spider-Man and MJ together, and he tells her that he's Spider-Man. Or, or Peter and MJ, and he tells her that he's Spider-Man. And they're, it's just basically a long, drawn-out conversation um, through for a whole issue. That's basically what you get in issue 13. It's kind of like a stop before we get to what looks like, and um, we're going to end up getting Doc Ock next. So um, I guess in the next time that you hear me talk about this ultimate Marvel venture will be talking about Doc Ock and Spider-Man. So who, who's a great Spider-Man villain. So, um, and then after that, we read the ultimate Marvel team up issue four and issue five. This involved Iron Man. So we got a first view of Tony Stark into, um, into the ultimate universe. Um, now the only, I don't really necessarily like these Marvel team up books. Um, and not because of story wise, story wise, it's fine. It's just that the art on it's kind of weird. Um, not looking, it's just that there'll be like one, like for a few pages that, and that we see Tony or whatever, and he has like a color suit on or whatever. And then the next page and then every page after that, his suit's a completely different color. So like the coloring is like, I don't know what, what happened with the coloring. And this, this, I noticed this in the Hulk book or the Hulk Ultimate Team-Up book that had uh, issue two and three that had the Hulk in it, there was different times that, and I think I noticed it on one of the main Spider-Man titles too. I don't know exactly what went happened, but some of the coloring doesn't match up, and, I don't, I, and I've really just noticed it. So I've never noticed it in comics before. I'm sure there is there, but it's like very noticeable. 
So uh, this is very confusing. So um, then I read Daredevil and Elektra issue one through four, this little mini series, um, which is the introduction of Elektra and the introduction of Daredevil into the Ultimate Universe. Um, and there, um, them meeting up together and meeting each other, and you know, you can see Daredevil. He, his costume um, starts off in this Ultimate Universe, like it is on the show, like the Daredevil Netflix show. You know, that black costume um, that he has. Um, and so that that's what it kind of looks like in this. And so Elektra wears a different costume. And so we get to see them. This is the introduction of them. And they're in college together. And their they're original dating and stuff like that. And then the story that they have together. Um, and then... Then after that, I also read Electra 1 through 5, which is a miniseries that came out two years later, but it's set right after this miniseries of Daredevil and Electra. And it picks up, it's like a sequel to the Daredevil and Electra, but it's, you know, in reading timeline wise. So therefore, that's why, like I said, I told you that both ago. So it was really good too. I, I really enjoyed both of those. Um, the Electra one, also Ultimate Electra 1 through 5. Includes Daredevil also, so I'm not for sure why it wasn't just called Ultimate Daredevil and Electra 2 or something like that, or issues 5 through 9 or whatever like this. I don't know the exact reasoning of that being called just Ultimate Electra, because I think, well, I guess because she was mainly in it more than Matt was, but I don't know. I don't think that in Daredevil and Electra 1 through 4 that Matt was any bigger of a role than he was in Electra, so that's just... That's just my take on it. But that that's it. That's the Ultimate Marvel Adventure. I read 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 6 Spider-Man, then 2 Team-Ups, then 9 out of Daredevil and Elektra, 9, 6, 15, 16, 17, 17 issues. So that's good. So that's a lot better than last week where I think I only read like 9. So we're doing good, doing good. We're going to get this knocked out in a year. So in one year from now. Um, next March will be, or maybe I'll just try to rush it and try to get through by the end of the year. Nah, nah that seems like a lot. That seems like a lot. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, let's get into today's first impressions. I watched, um, two, uh, one thing, and then I listened to something this week. So anyways, uh, Murderville is what I watched on Netflix. It is a show where T Terry Seattle, played by Will Arnett, and his guest celebrity partner improvised their way through a scripted murder investigation without the script. So basically what it is, is there, it's, I think it's six episodes for season one. It's uh, it kind of improvisational comedy improv, basically, um, be, for at least for the per this just really just for the celebrity guest that's on there, guest, celebrity guest, even though they're all celebrities. Um, but basically, like, the first episode has Conan O'Brien on it. And so it's a murder um, mystery, and so they they play cops, right? And everybody else has the script except for the celebrity guests, like Conan. And they so they go through, and so everything that he does has to be improvised. So everyone has to improvise and basically change the script based off whatever Conan says. And so they then they have so someone's murdered, so they go to the crime scene, and then they, so do investigation, and then they gotta go, you know, talk to all these suspects and stuff like that, and then at the end, they have the celebrity guess, um, such as the first episode of Conan O'Brien, um, try to guess which one of the three suspects is the person that's the real killer, and why, and stuff like that, so it's a very interesting concept, um, though the improvisation, improvisation of it all uh, can be kind of uh, some dead air at times, um, but I mean it's it's enjoyable. And if you like murder mystery, you could play along too and try to figure out if you can get it right and decide who the murderer is. Murderer is, and so. But it's very interesting to see them get through and try to. While everyone else knows what the script is, and they're just um, Will Arnett breaks the character a lot and laughs because Conan's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, give it a give it a view. There's six episodes, I believe, as I stated. Um, and so I, I've only watched the first one. It uh, let's see, just looking here on Rotten Tomatoes, it looks like the tomato score is a 76, and then audience score is 78. So it looks like a 7.5, and then an eight. 
I'm gonna I'm go with 7.5. That's a good one. Um, 7.5 out of 10 um, for me. And so I, I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was. I, I mean, am I really excited to watch more of it? No, I don't really care too much. It wasn't bad or anything. That's why I give it a seven and a half. It's just, it's just not hit that level of something I'm really, really wanting to go back to. But uh, I think everyone should go to view and see what you think about it, and uh, let me know. Um, eventually, probably I'll get through it. But uh, that as of right now, that this is this is where we're riding. We're riding on this seven point five train and then uh, we'll put it on the list of things to come back to at least i want to come back to it so eventually i will come back to it just don't know where when um i also listened to an audible only audio drama which actually became um on other things as well on spotify and um other places you can find podcasts they just put it on there it's called impact winter and uh like i said it it was exclusive to audible but it's and it's made by skybound entertainment who makes a lot of great uh which ran by robert kirkman the robert kirkman and um they make a lot of comics and apparently they are now are making podcasts as well so uh but uh let me let me set the scene for you okay they came after the impact and the firestorms when the sun went dark like they've been there all along just waiting all right, so from executive producers of The Walking Dead and Travis Beecham, the writer of Pacific Rim, uh, comes a heart-stopping, audible original featuring a brilliant British cast. It's the near future in seven years since a comet hit the Earth and blotted out the sun. The world is a dark, frozen landscape, and then beastly creatures emerge and take over. Can they really be vampires? In the British countryside, a band of survivor f- survivors forms a resistance in the fallout shelter of a medieval castle. Darcy's a battle-tested vampire hunter who's at the front line leading the charge to save humanity. Meanwhile, her younger sister, Hope, wants life to return to normal so she can go above ground and know what it's like to live again. And she just might be willing to risk it all. A story of apocalypse horror, and adventure, Impact Winter is a wholly original new saga created just for Audible with immersive 3D audio that dares you to pop in your earbuds and listen to the dark. in the dark. Venture into an eternally sunless world of swords and crossbows, primal hunters and shapeshifters, leaders and lovers. Hear how a brave few fight to survive the Impact Winter. So, um, yeah, um... Though that says that it's uh, Audible exclusive, it's not anymore. So um, I guess they decided to go to other places. And let's see, I don't know how many episodes it is right offhand. I'm trying to get to that. So anyway, this is very interesting. I'm not normally into vampire stuff or anything, but I'm a big fan of um, Skybound. Um, so, such a huge fan that I couldn't remember the name there for a minute. Um, and so I'm was really excited to just give it a, a listen because of that so and it looks like there's uh, um, a, a dozen episodes so 12 episodes they're about um, 30 minutes Pete some of them are less than 30 they're like 19 20 20 30 17 24 um, and then the last one is an hour long um, but yeah so it's really cool though it's really interesting i've been really enjoying the audio dramas that i've been listening to which inspired me to write one myself so i am really excited about it and i'm not normally into um vampire stuff but i really enjoyed this i've listened to the first two episodes i really enjoyed those i think you should give it i think everybody should give it a listen uh, you can find it on spotify impact winter um, do I do need to note that this content is really for mature audiences only? It contains adult language and themes, and so discretion, of course, is advised. So, um, but but give it a give it a listen. I guarantee that you will not be too disappointed. Um, there, I don't. I, for, I mean, a score. Let's go with eight and a half for it. Yeah, very well done. Very well done. Um, great sound effects. Really enjoyed the sound effects out of all the um, audio dramas that I've listened to. I think this is a uh, most the sound effects are really the mo- the best so far um, that I've listened to. So uh, something for me to strive to be more like. Um, but yeah, yeah, that is it uh, for today's episode. I'm about to wrap this puppy up with a bow. Call it a day. 
And of course, you know, I leave episodes um, by recommending you to get some comics. So uh, this this isn't like no other. This episode's like uh, every other episode where I'm going to recommend a Marvel comic, an indie comic, and then a DC comic that you can pick up at your local comic book shop. New comic books come out on Wednesdays, unless you're DC and you put your books out on Tuesdays. But let's just pretend they all come out on Wednesdays. And so I try to give a good variety of different things that are coming out. That way everybody can uh, check those out. But for Marvel, I think that you should get Carnage number one. Um, this new blood-curling blood curdling Carnage series is the one that you've been waiting for. Ram V has uh, carved a perfect home for himself in the symbiote corner of the Marvel Universe. And in this all-new ongoing series starring Venom's most notorious offspring, that corner is about to get a little bit bigger and bloodier. Because after the revelation of Carnage Forever, and in a year that's set to be a celebration of all things Carnage, this is one symbiote story you can't afford to miss. So, new Carnage series by Ram V, who's doing amazing work out there in the world. So, check that out. And let's see here. Uh, for Independent, from Dark Horse Comics, I think you should get Cloaked number 4. Uh, the Hunt for a Long... Which is the last ep- issue, by the way. The Hunt for a Long Missing Costing Crime Fighter has led investigator Jake Stevens down one blind alley after another, yielding only a scant handful of clues and a trail of dead bodies pointing to Stevens himself. Jake no longer knows who to trust, but he knows his business, and he races to, to place the final piece in the puzzle before the police take him down. But is it too late for the truth to save him? Uh, this series has been amazing. Uh, I've really enjoyed every little bit of this series, and I can't wait to see how it turns out um so let let's see for dc though i'm going to recommend that you get batman the night number three and this is says uh, it's three of 12 while training in paris with the infamous cat burglar bruce gets caught up in a web uh between henry Descard and a serial killer known as the founding foundling will this first test for the young batman prove deadly um, what's great about this is written by Chip Zdarsky, who's uh, one of my favorite writers, so check it out. Um, that's been a great little mini-series, so, or limited series so far. Um, so, um, great books. Um, you can get those at your local comic book shop. Uh, if you're in Little Rock, check out Retrograde Comics and the Hillcrest neighborhood on Kavanaugh. That's where I um, go shop at, and where I also do um, some freelance marketing from them. Uh, some unpaid freelance marketing. Um, that's what it's called freelance. Um, so, um, so they don't pay me to say that. So just FYI, I just, just a fan, it's a nice little homey little place and, uh, you know, it feels like a little family. And so I really enjoy that. Um, but if you, you have a different comic book shop, you go to that's cool too, as well. Just go to your comic book shop and get some comics, uh, every week and, uh, get the ones that I suggested. And if not, uh, get some other comics. they got plenty of comics coming out, so check them out. And I want to thank you guys for taking this hour out of your day to listen to the show. I will be back sometime soon um, So and with the next episode. So thanks for listening. And I'll leave it here to my buddy, Freddie Lane. Yeah.
to the team Unpossible it may seem I'm a shooting star calling Positive star I shall bring Limbo on my shoulder So I can feel Wanna shine so bright Ready Mercury Cause it's my time. It's my destiny. Don't stop. No, it don't. No, it don't stop. No, I don't wanna wait till it's too late. Everybody cry. Don't stop. No, it don't. No, it don't stop. No, I don't wanna waste my time. Everybody cry. No, I don't wanna wait. Y'all be on the